0: If I run for president ever, it ain't gonna be for the experience.
1: From WNYC and New Jersey Public Radio, it's the Christie Tracker.
0: My job here in New Jersey is my passion. I gotta keep my eye on my day job. I tell you one thing I know for sure, I wasn't ready to be president four years ago. This decision is now up to me. And I am now ready to fight for the people of the United States of America. Well, it only took four years to go from this. I threatened to commit suicide. I did. I said, what do I have to do short of suicide to convince people I'm not running? Apparently, I actually have to commit suicide.
1: To this announcement at the governor's former high school in Livingston.
0: I am proud to announce my candidacy for the Republican nomination for president of the United States of America.
1: I'm David First here uh, just outside Livingston High School with Matt Katz, who covers Governor Christie for New Jersey Public Radio. And Tom Moran, editorial page editor for the Star-Ledger. And uh, I guess uh, essentially he's been running for years, but uh, Matt, now it is official. Hat has officially entered rank.
2: It's in. He's ready to go. He uh, bounded up onto the stage. He looked extremely pumped up, locked in. Not a lot of new material in the speech, or maybe no new material, but extremely excited It reminded me of... His speech at the Republican convention uh, in 2012, when he ran up on stage and pumped his fists, when he announced that he was running for president, he didn't smile. He almost looked like he was back at Livingston High School, crouched behind the plate, staring back at his pitcher for, you know, a big moment in the ninth inning. He was, it was intense. And I would say the crowd was into it. They were enthusiastic, but they... They did not match his intensity. Um, you know, a lot of Republican activists in there. Not everybody is totally on board with the governor. They're there because you know it's a respectful thing to do. But I talk to a couple, and you know, there's a bit of a Christie fatigue here. There was an attempt. I don't know if you saw at a um, Italian stallion chant in the beginning and a tell like it is chant in the beginning, and it didn't really get going.
1: Or maybe Surprise. they thought that chant idea was just lame. <laughs> maybe. Tom this this event really played off of uh, Christie's strengths the the town hall this was set up to look very much like one of his town hall events
3: yeah it looked like the town hall but there was no interaction with the questioners the the audience and that's really where the strength is i thought the speech was okay i was struck that the crowd didn't seem more enthusiastic when you you know, I remember covering obama during his campaign the place was electric and sparkling and there's none of that in there i mean people were applauding and they tried a couple of chants but i would call it positive without a great deal of enthusiasm. I kept thinking, boy, if he did this, if he jumped in the race four years ago, he would have had this crowd hopping. He would have had a lot more credibility to argue about the need for compromise and making tough choices about economic growth. These are things that now he's kind of discredited on. So the more you look at his record, the tougher it is to swallow the speech.
0: The last six years we proved not only can you govern the state, you can lead it to a better day. And that's what we've done together.
1: Teachers and environmentalists are protesting just outside the event, uh, people who are still not back in their homes after Sandy. And, and here's a quick example of what was happening just outside the announcement. now!
3: I feel neglected and I feel very hurt because this is a person that's supposed to be taking care of his state first and he's taking his own personal interests to move ahead and neglect the people that he's supposed to be helping.
2: We're just here to say that he's no good. He's a liar,
4: and no one can trust him. Liar! 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 liar.
1: Livingston's interim superintendent, James O'Neill, would not attend this event. And there's that issue of the approval rating, Christie's approval rating in New Jersey hovering around 30%. Matt, is this a very different picture than what the governor could have expected just a couple of years ago?
2: No, I think if he was announcing when his approval ratings were approaching 70 uh, percent, it would have been a different experience in there. It would have been a more diverse crowd, I think. I mean, you saw the people that were in there were a lot of them were people that were with him 20 years ago. The new coalition of uh, people that he has boasted, that he has brought to the Republican Party in New Jersey that voted for him in 2013 for his reelection, um, were not represented there. Uh, you, you know, he won 51% of the Hispanic vote. It was a very uh, white crowd. I uh, was struck by that because you know the, this is a guy who's been talking about broadening the appeal of the Republican Party and had shown evidence that he could actually do that. But that wasn't the coalition that he assembled.
3: It is true on his popularity, but it's also that uh, back then he was on a roll governmentally. You know, he had. Past pension health reform and a tax cap and changed the way union negotiations are going. You know, several constructive bipartisan things to contain public costs. And it's been a long time. You know, he came out of the box his first two years as governor and, and had a run. Uh, so, you know, 2012, that was still fresh in people's minds. And now it's, you know, it's Washington-style gridlock in Trenton now. And there are big problems that are, you know, the second second lowest bond rating in the country. The economy stinks, all that And so now it's tougher on the substance, too. Uh, His popularity is a factor, but the substance is big. One of the things he talked about during this speech, and he's talked a lot about over the years, is uh, leadership and the
1: courage of leadership. Uh, Here he is uh, back in 2011 in Washington,
0: D.C. You have to show leadership and show people you are willing to do it first. I couldn't sit back in New Jersey and say, well, I know we have a pension and benefit problem. I'll wait for the Democrats in the legislature to come forward with their plan, then I'll critique it. I put my plan out there in September and got booed by the firefighters. And it took five months, but guess what? This week, the Democrats in the legislature now come forward with their plan on pension reform and their plan on benefit reform. So some of it is you just have to have the spine to say, I'm going to take the risk. But I think that's what we elect leaders for. Today, he said his campaign will be a campaign that every day will not worry about what is popular, but what is right. Because what is right is what will fix America, not what's popular. Do the governor's recent actions back up that description of leadership, Matt?
2: On the eve of his announcement, he... Did two things. First, he vetoed Planned Parenthood money. Uh, he's done that every year, but and and as he has in the past, he said this was just for budgetary reasons. Um, this is money for family planning clinics that often goes to Planned Parenthood, and yet. A couple months ago, he told a group of conservatives that in reality, the reason why he has vetoed Planned Parenthood money is because it's a it's a social issue and he's against abortion. Um, so he did that on the eve of his announcement. So that has to make you wonder if he's telling it like it is on that issue. And the other thing he did, which was a total shock, uh, he uh, issued an executive order to create a commission to look at the constitutionality of New Jersey's gun laws, uh, new, gun laws that he has endorsed in the past, uh, gun laws that have gotten him in trouble particularly in places like New Hampshire, where people are, are very concerned about the government taking away their guns. That is very interesting. He also uh, issued an executive order to make it easier for victims of um, domestic violence to get on an expedited list to get guns.
3: I mean, we, he's done a share of pandering on Planned Parenthood and guns, as Matt pointed out, I would say Common Core. But I think if you're looking for leadership, I think he showed it some on entitlements where he took a real risk saying we need to phase out benefits to people as they, as they have higher incomes. That's not something you usually hear out of Republicans. Uh, on immigration, he he sort of he pushed back in New Hampshire at a town hall meeting when a woman said all these illegals are coming up here and having welfare. He said they're not here for welfare. They're here for work. He said a wall's not going to keep them out and that there's no way to deport 12 million people. So he's speaking some truth to the party base out there, and I think that qualifies as leadership. But we're not seeing a lot of it. We're seeing a little of it.
2: I just got a uh, report from Sarah Gonzalez, uh, our, our reporter who is... Over at the protest um, that greeted Christie when he came in today, um, she said there was about 1,500 teachers, transit workers, and a camel that says it's hump day because, quote, public workers get humped and screwed by Christie every day.
3: So, going with a subtle approach.
1: Yeah,
2: apparently.
3: The man has always been blessed by some of the clumsiness of his opponents. When you think he ran against, first elected against John Corzine, who couldn't put together a sentence. And then Barbara Bono, who was the default Democrat after the major players in the party didn't want to fight Christie. And uh, I guess he's hoping that the same thing happens here. Maybe that Jeb Bush stumbles and there is a new opportunity for him to advance. He he needs some big mistakes by his
2: opponents again. He walked out his campaign song, I I believe it appears to be Bon Jovi's uh, You Can't Go Home Again. Um, That was the song he left the stage to. Bon Jovi, I believe, is here today doing a fundraiser for Hillary Clinton.
1: Matt Katz covers Governor Christie for New Jersey Public Radio. Tom Moran, editorial page editor for the Star-Ledger. Thanks again.
2: Thanks. I'm headed to New Hampshire. Do Do you need any maple syrup? I'm staying in Jersey, baby.
1: We'll be back with some final thoughts on the announcement with Robert Costa of The Washington Post.
0: But first, listen. Oh, listen. Yeah, now listen. Oh, listen. Well, listen. Listen. Yeah, Eric, listen. Well, listen. Well, oh, I say to them, listen. 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 Well, listen. And I said to him, listen, Senator. Oh, listen. Listen. Oh, uh, listen. Well, listen. Listen. Hey, listen, pal.
1: This is the Christy Tracker Podcast. I'm David First. We caught up with Robert Costa, national political reporter for the Washington Post, in the Livingston High School gym. He's covered several other national campaign launches. And in terms of sheer political spectacle, he offered an assessment of the Christie announcement.
4: It reminds me of many Christie events high school setting, gymnasium. He's someone who who basks in the nostalgia of his rise, his, his, his years at Livingston High School, someone who was a catcher for the baseball team, a school class president. Uh, and you see him reveling in that history, in his, his, his rise to the top of the state. Uh, and uh, you're sur- he's surrounded by a lot of friends and dark suits from the state legislature, allies for many years. I think the scene here is, is unique because there's so much media presence. I mean, you go to a lot of these other presidential announcements, partly the kind of cameras and television trucks. Uh, but there's a simplicity to this event That's striking. Christie often has a lot of television screens going on. He has... It's very very choreographed. This is choreographed, but it's also a little low-key, kind of reflective of his his status in the race.
1: Maybe low-key in the center of the ring over there, but out here on the perimeter, it's anything but low-key. There's a huge presence.
4: No, that's true. I mean, it's a big crowd, a lot of TV trucks, protesters, and, and you get the sense that this... It is a big moment, and it's a big moment for people in New Jersey, but uh, you're not not so sure how many Republicans nationally are paying close attention to today. It was always expected Christie would run, but he's at the bottom of the polls, so he enters as kind of an underdog.
1: To some extent, this was run just like one of his town halls. He was not supposed to be working off of a teleprompter, just uh, using some note cards.
4: You have Christie at the center speaking extemporaneously. This is someone who thrives in that kind of setting, Uh, He's running on his personality, his ability to communicate. It's not so much a policy campaign. It's not an ideological campaign. There are aspects of that. But this is about the force of a persona and attracting people to it. You see these kind of crowds in New Hampshire town halls, people who, who just come to see the Christie show as much as the Christie message.
1: There's always so much energy around Governor Christie. There's always so much media interest. Why is that? Is it just because it's fun to cover Christie? Is it fun to come to The Christie Show?
4: Yeah, it's been a spectacle ever since he became governor. I remember going to town halls in 2010. He loves putting on an outsized performance, roaming around a stage, quips, jokes, asides, being pugnacious tangling if, if necessary with teachers or rivals or, or, or any kind of cat caller. This is someone who loves the fight. Uh, he loves the political fight. He loves the give and take of events. It's his upside and his downside. I've been to some audiences in New Hampshire and Iowa where they're not really into it, but it's, a, it's pure Jersey.
1: Robert Costa, national political reporter for The Washington Post. The Christy Tracker Podcast is a production of WNYC and New Jersey Public Radio, thanks to associate producer Joseph Capriglione. Our theme music is by 29-Hour Music People. You can subscribe to the Christy Tracker Podcast on iTunes. You can like us on Facebook. And you can follow Matt Katz on Twitter at MattKatz00. That is Matt, K-A-T-Z. And Tom Moran at Tom A. Moran. I'm David First, and we'll finish with some last words from the Telling
0: It Like It Is Express. I mean what I say, and I say what I mean, and that's what America needs right now. I am what
4: I am!